0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 1.
1: Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The Eric Erickson Show, the phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. I Very happy to have you if you want to call in, but, I mean, it needs to be relevant to what we're talking about, and we're talking about the border to begin with but first those of you listening over in South Carolina on WRD uh I was supposed to be with you tomorrow and I can't cuz my daughter made homecoming court and it's tomorrow night but I want to remind you do my bit for your listening area there's a bourbon and bacon festival tomorrow 6:30 to 11 p.m. the foundry at Judson Mill I can't believe other cities don't do this, this is a hint for everyone in the listening in the audience A bourbon and bacon festival. Who wouldn't want to go to that? I mean, even people who don't eat pork would like bacon and bourbon and cigars, undoubtedly. So I'm sorry I can't be there, but I'm going to get over there as soon as I can. Now, we got to talk about this border issue. Uh, Kathy Huchel was on with, and you know, for a long time I said Huchel. She's the, the governor of New York. It's Huchel, apparently. She was on with Abby Phillips on CNN, and Abby Phillips asked her the empathy question that I'm surprised more Democrats aren't being asked.
0: Real quick before we go, does this make you understand better what border cities have been going through for years? Of course we do. Of course we do. We need a strong federal immigration policy, full stop. And that's why instead of talking about shutting down the government, I'm calling on the nine Republican members of Congress from New York and the rest of our Republican leadership in Washington to do the right thing and meet with President Biden and come up with a comprehensive immigration plan that deals with the border but also takes care of the people who are here. That's what we need.
1: But here's the problem. Biden doesn't want to do that. He's he's continuing to perpetuate a crisis that's overwhelming even uh, Democrat-run cities. And now there's this first on Fox. New images obtained by Fox News Digital shed light on the Biden administration's planned ID cards for illegal immigrants as officials look for ways to track the volume of migrants being re- re- released into the United States. Fox News, along with other outlets, reported last year on the ICE Secure Docket Card Program last year, which Immigration and Customs Enforcement said will modernize various forms of documentation provided to provisionally released non-citizens through a consistent, verifiable secure card. Migrants who arrive at the border illegally and are not removed but instead released into the interior, interior are often given a number of documents depending on their situation. The images show a card with room for a photograph, a QR code, and identifying information and secure details, as well as the ICE logo in the top corner. ICE said the ID will have a photograph, biographic identifiers, and cutting-edge security features with the aim to improve current inconsistent paper forms that often degrade rapidly in real-world use. The agency said the program was still in development. The card could be used to check in and schedule reporting meetings with ICE. The agency hopes it can be used in the field. Looks like a driver's license. It's not, but it looks like one. So real real talk with you. Uh, we, we had a lawn care company for a number of years. We don't use them anymore. But for a while, we had this lawn care company, and this is actually one of the the events that led me to decide I didn't want to use the lawn care company. There was a guy who, one of the Hispanic, where they were all Hispanic, and his wallet fell out in my backyard. His wallet was more than an inch thick, and you could see in the wallet the ICE notifications for hearings. He kept all of these paper documents. That's why his wallet was so thick. It was only at that time, this has been a number of years ago now, but it was only at that time that I realized that uh, they get these paper documents and they got to keep up with them for immigration hearings. And this guy was clearly an illegal alien. And his entire life was in this wallet. All of his money, it pesos and dollars, all of his immigration paperwork, it was all there. And, you know, I'll be real honest with you, knowing our... Lawn care company was using illegal workers was not the reason that I stopped using them. had nothing to do with it. The reason I stopped is because when I went to take the wallet back, because this man's entire life was in this wallet, all of his information, all of his ice paperwork, all of his money, everything was in this wallet. They couldn't have cared less they, they they could not have cared at all that this man who was working for them and doing a very good job, I might add, couldn't care less that, that he had lost his wallet. had They were not interested. I called them at first and said, his, his, his wallet's here. And they said, well, we'll send somebody by, and they never did. And so I took it to them, and they're like, oh, yeah, we forgot I was like, well, I want to make sure he gets his wallet. He's, he's got all of his paperwork. And he's just, it was a, such appalling treatment for a guy who, regardless of whether whether he's legal or illegal, he was working for them. He was busting his butt for them, lost his wallet, and, and they could not have cared less. He just They acted like the guy was expendable, and that just offended me. To, to treat someone as expendable because he wasn't legal. Shouldn't be here. They shouldn't be he shouldn't be on the payroll, but to treat a human being as expendable just it it's that was that was the moment I was like I I gotta I gotta find a different lung care company I don't I don't want to do business with a company that treats people that way. But I also think that the Biden administration is making it worse. The Biden administration is making it way easier. For people to stay, they're now going to start giving um, amnesty to people who come from Venezuela. They're going to allow Venezuelan illegal immigrants to be permitted to stay in this country and get some sort of work guarantee. Do you think that's going to stop the number of people? Venezuela is a collapsing regime. Do you think that's going to stop it? Do you think that's going to make it better? And, you know, meanwhile, let, let me tell you what's happening down in Florida. The arrest of a Mexican national accused of transporting migrants into the state who were in the country illegally is aggravating relations between Florida and Mexico, whose president and diplomats accuse Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, being anti-immigrant. This is from Tampa Bay Times. The criminal case against Raquel Lopez Aguilar, a father of two from the state of Chiapas, who is in the country illegally, living in Tampa and working as a roofer is the first case in which a Mexican national has been charged under a new Florida law targeting people who drive migrants into the state who are in the country illegally. At the direction of President AMLO, Andreas Manuel López Lope, Obrador, Mexican diplomatic officials in Florida are ramping up efforts to defend Mexicans accused of violating Ron DeSantis' new law, including López Aguilar. The Mexican government is sending us resources to pay for this case, said the Mexican Council in Orlando. Juan Sabine, in an interview on Thursday with the Times-Herald, Sabine called the state's case against Lopez Aguilar, 41, complete injustice and vital to future cases, prosecuted under the state law because it'll set the legal precedent. The Mexican government has accused DeSantis of engineering the law for political gain as he runs for president. Sabine said that his office has repeatedly sought dialogue with DeSantis and his administration about the law. They've sent formal letters. The silence... Sabine says, in response, has signified a deteriorating relationship between Florida and Mexico. The Mexican government had close relationships with Rick Scott and Jeb Bush. So here are the details of the case. Lopez Aguilar was arrested August 21st after a Florida Highway Patrol trooper pulled him over because the van he was driving had window tints obviously darker than the legal limit and large cracks on the windshield. Lopez Aguilar and all six of the van's passengers had entered the United States illegally. The adults provided Mexican IDs, and a seven-year-old was identified by his full name and birthday. Aguilar and a passenger had been previously deported. Mr. Lopez Aguilar advised he knew some occupants entered the United States illegally and assumed the others did as well, said the police report. It's noted Lopez Aguilar had several receipts for money transfers in his pocket. Evidence, the state says, He had traveled from Georgia. Sabines, however, says there's no proof Lopez Aguilar was the driver when he crossed the Georgia state line into Florida, which he says the state would need to prove. At the time that they crossed state lines, Raquel was not driving. We want to see what proof the state has because the passengers in Raquel have been clear about that. Mark Arias, an Orlando-based attorney who's representing Aguilar through the Mexican government program known as External Legal Assistance Program, or PAIL, which offers legal help to Mexican nationals in the United States. The program was created in 2000 in order to respond to the community's need for legal services. The law in question is a state provision that makes it a human smuggling third-degree felony to knowingly and willfully transport immigrants into the state who are in the country illegally. He faces four felonies and a misdemeanor for driving without a valid license. The law says a person can't transport into Florida an individual whom the person knows or reasonably knows has entered the United States in violation of the law and has not been inspected by the federal government since his or her unlawful entry. Sounds like the law is legal to me. The van was registered in Georgia. Belongs to a construction firm in Georgia. Lopez Aguilar lives with colleagues in Tampa and works for the Georgia-based construction company. He's an illegal alien. So Mexico is coming to the United States and hiring lawyers to help Mexican citizens who run afoul of the laws of the United States and the laws of the several states. Now, the larger question is why are we all of a sudden seeing a massive influx again? Because, in fact, there does appear to be a massive influx of illegal aliens, coming into the country. My buddy, Josh Trevino, works for the Texas Public Policy Foundation. He emailed uh, that he delivered testimony before the U.S. House of Representatives task force to combat Mexican drug cartels. He testified yesterday. He said um, that the Mexican government and others, it appears, are cooperating to organize, in fact, a caravan. The Mexican government is a failed state. And in fact, illegals are encouraging people to come to the United States. This past weekend, Mexico celebrated its 213th anniversary of its Declaration of Independence. The occasion was marked by military parades in the Zocalo, Mexico City's historic main plaza, where the Mexican president personally saluted. The majority on parade were, of course, Mexican armed forces, but there were contingents of foreign militaries invited by the president. Several were ordinary and to be expected contingents from Latin Americans, but Russian and Chinese contingents were there as well. In this testimony, my buddy Josh is urging the United States to stop treating Mexico as some sort of strategic partner. In fact, he notes the Mexican government's been telling illegal aliens that at around Mexican Independence Day, you're allowed to cross the American border. They themselves are contributing to the problems. And in doing so, and causing the chaos, they're allowing it to be a distraction for the Mexican drug cartels to cross the American border and bring drugs in where the border patrol is not. So you bring a huge wave of humanity across the border, and then you send the cartels in a different direction. And while the border patrol is distracted, the cartels get in. That's what's happening. And then the Mexican government is sending lawyers to places like Florida where Ron DeSantis has fought illegal immigration, passed a law that cracked down on illegal immigration and Mexico's sending lawyers and money to fight it. And the Biden administration, they're giving ID cards and amnesty work permits to incentivize crossing the border. Why? I have a theory. It's very different from what some of you think, and I want to tell you about it when we come back. I run a small business. You may not realize this radio show is small business. i got employees. i got management headaches, hirings of employees. Thankfully, no firings. But you got to deal with the management burden sometimes. If you're a small business owner, you probably deal with those headaches as well. And sometimes I've realized it's better to... Outsourced to an HR department. So you don't have to be the bad guy. Your employees can like you and you want to deal with an HR department that your employees can like for the most part when they need HR assistance. And you got to think about these things as a small business owner. Let's say somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to. You don't want to have to be the confrontational bad guy. That's where Bambi comes in. Or an employee reports a serious issue like sexual harassment. And you're not even sure if you got a documented policy. Bambi can take care of those things. With Bambi, you get access to a dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, by email, real-time chat, so you can do onboardings and terminations that run smoothly. Your team members help coaching for peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, and they always change. Y'all, Bambi's dedicated HR managers are U.S.-based, individuals who are dedicated to your business so they seem like they're on your team, not just somebody from a different company, but actually on your team with the personal touches you want. So if you need HR assistance for your growing small business, reach out to Bambi. Bambi Bambi.com. Go right now, type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help the show. It's spelled Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. Start moving your business forward with great, dedicated, team-oriented HR. Bambi.com. All right, so I have a theory I want to run by you. And I understand that uh, our gut reaction, mine included, is that, well, the Democrats want all the illegal aliens to come to this country because— They'll they'll let them vote. And in fact, in some cases, we're seeing that in in progressive areas, Washington, D.C. and the like. They're allowing or or attempting to allow it's being challenged in court, allowing illegal aliens to vote in local elections. And I do think there's something to that. I don't want to be dismissive of it because I do think there's something to that, um, that to to escalate Democratic dominance in the country. The Democrats would love to let all these people come in and hope that they'll vote Democrat. The problem, however, is that long term, the longer uh, intergenerational, uh, immigrant families from central and South America stay in the country, the more they vote Republican, uh, because they overwhelmingly tend to identify as white. They tend to identify as conservative. They tend to be Christian. They vote Republican. It it doesn't actually work out the way the Democrats want, but I think there's a larger issue as well. And it's one I actually, I, I, I want to allow to breathe, So you're going to have to stay tuned because I think there's actually a larger issue happening. But I don't have time to tell you in this break, so you got to come back because I think you'll agree with me. I think you will. That, yes, part of it is the Democrats are trying to build a new class of Democratic voter. Let them come in, give them amnesty, give them an ID card, register them to vote. They'll vote Democrat. But there's a larger issue at play here as well. I do want to, before I get there, though— because don't have a lot of time here, I want to point out that um, my buddy Josh Trevino, this is part of his testimony from the House of Representatives yesterday. The current policies of the administration of President Joe Biden appear to be predicated upon the belief that meaningful cooperation remains possible with Mexico. This is a forgivable error. It, it's, error. it's true elements of cooperation remain, but we must face the reality the Mexican state now is understanding these items as transactional, Rather than an expression of genuine common interest, the Mexican state is now turned decisively towards a synthesis of its own criminal cartels, hostility towards the United States, and integration into their government. It's not a good place. brings even more economic instability our way. That's why you may want to talk to Swiss America, given everything going on in the world right now. I don't know if you heard the Federal Reserve. It says they're going to raise rates again this year. They didn't this week, but they're going to again, and they're going to keep the rates high for a while. Gold investors, silver investors, you get value with your gold and silver that may not last with stock. And Swiss America can get you into walking liberty half dollars at an amazing low price of $13.50 each, limit $250. Coins while supplies last great gifts as well. If you want to get your kids or grandkids a great silver coin, real silver by the U.S. Mint, the walking liberty half dollar is the way to get started. To get this deal, you call or text 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. You mention my name, Eric, or text my name, Eric, to 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Message and data rates apply you mention Eric when you call or text 800-289-2646, or you visit SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Message and data rates apply. Greetings. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. As always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. If you want to be on the show, uh, you call the number. If you want all the goods about the live stream, the day, the newsletter, and the like, then um, you can do that. Uh, text text Eric now. I, I gotta. I, I want to play this out for you. Let's marinate on this. Marinate the thought. I think one of the issues related to the border and securing the border is the Democrats are trying to bring in an influx of potential future voters. I I I do think that's that's true. But I think there's a larger issue as well, and the larger issue goes to a host of other things, including education, and it's that progressives abhor the idea that their policies don't work, and they double down on their policies. So Biden believes he has taken steps to secure the border. Secretary Mayorkas says the border is secure. Joe Biden has Ken Salazar, the former governor of Colorado and interior secretary, as his ambassador to Mexico. Salazar, uh, we know there are concerns within the Biden administration that the man is more interested in doing the bidding of Mexico than doing the bidding of the United States. Joe Biden can't admit he got the guy got, got the wrong pick for ambassador. Joe Biden is convinced Amlo, uh President Overdor of Mexico, is a friend. Joe Biden is convinced that the reason people are coming is because of systemic problems in Central and South America that his policies are helping fix. Joe Biden and the Democrats, the progressives, they can't admit their policies are wrong. They can't admit they're not working. It's the same with education. It's not just indoctrination. They've gone to indoctrination because their plans on education policy failed. I, I did a, I moderated a discussion last night for uh, Americans for Prosperity here in Atlanta and one of the panelists, it was three panelists talking about government regulation, one on the healthcare side, one on education, one on business. The guy who is focused on education, his name is King Randall. He's from South Georgia, from Albany, Georgia, Albany. And he set up a private school, a boarding school. He's 25 years old made the rest of us feel very unaccomplished. He had been a Marine. He set up a, a, a uh, private boarding school, it takes no government assistance at all, zero government funds, and the result is that this boarding school, it does firearms training for the students. It teaches gun safety to the students, teaches them how to use firearms, how to hunt. It's boys only. It teaches the boys how to hunt. It incorporates a devout religious education. One of the things I asked him was, how do you teach the kids to read? Because you got to understand, the public school systems down there in Albany, Georgia, a lot of the kids who graduate are illiterate. The functional literacy rate in that part of the state of Georgia is between 12 and 20 percent, no higher. 12 and 20 percent literacy rate out of public schools among black youth. That is destining them to a life of poverty. And he said we 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 teach phonics. says we we do a He a, B, B, C, 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 e G. says we we learn the sounds. says my four year old reads at an upper elementary school level because he's memorized the sounds. He can see the words and he can sound out the words and he may not know what the word means, but he can say the word. says we teach that. we don't do sight reading. Sight reading. We used to do phonics in this country. Phonics was a very big thing in the 1970s. The progressive education establishment decided sight words were better. And so instead, kids would see words. They'd see a picture of a kite next to the word kite, and they'd have to remember that K-I-T-E equals kite. They'd see a picture of a dog, D-O-G, dog, and they'd memorize it that way. They weren't sounding out the words. So the problem was with the sight words, when you see a new word that you don't know, you can't put the sounds together to understand what it is to try to figure out what the word is. Over time, they moved to the blended approach. Now guess what? Most schools are going back to phonics. There was a great story the other day in the, um, with the Chronicle of Higher Education that uh, teachers in – in education schools are now being retrained in phonics, and what they're seeing is kids in classes that have phonics are outperforming all other kids, regardless of race. But the education establishment has taken them a long time to get back to that. The Biden administration has no incentive to encourage phonics education because phonics education is classical, old-school, conservative approach. They want the progressive approach. They can't admit their policies are failing. They can't admit their policies are failing on COVID. we got to go back to masks. we got to do vaccine mandates. They can't admit their policies failed. We have to do the same old, same old. They can't admit their policies on border security failed. They can't admit they failed in Central and South America. They can't admit they failed with Iran. They lack the humility to acknowledge it. Because the alternative would be that maybe Donald Trump was right about something. Maybe conservatives were right about something. They cannot abide the idea that conservatives might have been right about anything. You know, conservatism over time, it, it's its premised on, one, a, a d- deep humility for lack of understanding. That's why conservatives take a go-slow approach. Conservatism doesn't mean that the world won't change. Conservatism does not mean that policies can't evolve. Conservatism does not mean that that uh, the country might not drift. What conservatism means is that before the government, before the people decide to change a policy, they must do so deliberatively over time. It's, it's a slow rolling train, and it takes a long time for it to stop. Progressives. Just believe change is essential. Progressives were part of the French Revolution where they just wanted to overthrow the old and bring something new in. And through trial and error, they assumed they could get it right. And instead heads fell off and they went back to a monarchy for a long time. Conservatism understands humanity at its core is sinful and fallen and bad. Conservatism sees people the way they are progressivism believes that everybody's a blank slate, that they can, uh, through trial and error, they can be raised up. And the progressive idea of the blank slate fills in their policy positions. Everything's a blank slate. They ignore humanity. They ignore the role of sin. They ignore the fallen man. They ignore the way people are. People are arrogant. People are prone to make mistakes. People are, are jealous. The founders balanced Humanity against itself with checks and balances and structures of government. The left is all about full democracy because the left doesn't fear the mob. The left is the mob, ungoverned, unbridled, full of rage and passion and emotion, not fact and logic and reason. And when you're emotion, you can't admit you made a mistake because your passions told you to do something. So they can't change their border philosophy because they can't acknowledge that their policies failed. They lack the humility. They can't acknowledge there's a better way. Yeah, absolutely. Some of them do want this this class of illegal aliens to come here, give them amnesty, let them, let them start voting. But a lot of it's just they can't admit the failure. Same with education. They can't admit the failure, that they, they, they can't bring themselves to do it. And so the rest of us have to pay the price over their arrogance to admit that they have failed their policies, and they'll just keep trying to do the same thing over and over again, which is the definition of insanity. They keep getting the same results. That's what I think the larger issue is. Eight seven seven Let's go to Craig. Craig, welcome. Well, Craig just hung up. My gosh, right as I was taking his phone call, Craig hung up. That's all right. We'll move on to other stuff. I actually had other things I wanted to talk about in this segment, but I couldn't get it done. Oh, we still got to talk about Ibram Abr- Kendi. But first, I got to tell you something happened. Speaking of the Democrats struggling to acknowledge failure, they kind of had to yesterday. They confirmed the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They did. They confirmed the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Now, how is this possible? They said they couldn't get anything done because Tommy Tupperville was blocking all the votes. Tuberville said all along, if you put individual votes to the floor, I won't block them. But I'm not going to let you confirm 300 people by unanimous consent. And so what was the result? They actually are getting three major appointees confirmed because Chuck Schumer backed down. They're getting three major appointees confirmed because... Tommy Tuberville held his ground, and Chuck Schumer had to cave. Chuck Schumer said what happened yesterday and what's going to happen today and tomorrow wasn't possible, not possible, not capable, not practical. They couldn't do these individual votes, and yet here they are. They're doing them. Tommy Tuberville held his ground, and in holding his ground, the Democrats have been forced to change. And this, again, didn't plan on this being thematic, but it kind of is. These guys refused to acknowledge they needed to do something differently. They refused to acknowledge that they could actually get these people to vote. They refused to recognize there was a different path forward. They refused to do anything differently. And the result is that Tommy Tuberville stuck to his guns, dug in his heels, and he's forced them to change and to show there was a way. Now, no one in the media is rushing out to acknowledge that they were played and they were wrong and, and something else could have been done. Nope, 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 nope. They're not doing that. But by practice, by vote, it shows that they acknowledge they were lying the whole time. They're just, they just don't like to admit they miss. No, nobody likes to admit they make a mistake. I mean, you spend half your life, if you're a guy, having to admit to your wife you made a mistake and you were wrong, even when you're not. I mean, the the, the greatest words you can learn in marriage is, is, I'm sorry, followed by, I was wrong. And it doesn't matter whether you were wrong or not. If your wife says you were wrong, you know you're wrong, and you just got to acknowledge it. Progressive men can't seem to do that. And we're left with them continuing to repeat their mistakes. We're left with them and progressive women continuing continuing to cause this madness at the border. And we're left with them refusing to acknowledge the Mexican government is at war with the United States. The Mexican government and the cartels together are at war with the United States. And I do have to wonder how many bad guys are in this country right now looking to sabotage our infrastructure when they came across the border. We need to talk about that, but first I got to tell you about the Eden Pure 360. It is their heater. It is their fan. It cools. It heats a thousand square feet. It's electric. Uses copper coiling. It doesn't use bulbs. You don't have to change bulbs. The bulbs don't burn out because there are no bulbs. It just works. It's quiet. It pushes air. It's so strong. Thirty-three feet across a room. Thirty-three feet. The air circulates. So because the fan, it's quiet and aggressive. It's it's really cooling during the summer. It circulates air so great. You can use this and save some money on your heating and air bills. The heater heats up. I've used this on my front porch in the evenings when there's a chill in the air without having to turn on the gas um, heaters or to supplement the gas heaters when it's really cold in the winter. And it works. It's not meant for outside. I do need to acknowledge that. It's not meant, but I've used it outside. I like this product. It's a good product. If you're looking for a small heater or a fan, if you got a kid who's in a dorm room and they need something, well, here's a great product. All you do, you go to EdenPureDeals.com, you put in the discount code ERIC360, E-R-I-C-K 360, EdenPureDeals.com, ERIC360 is the code. You save $25 off the lowest price, you get free shipping, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC360 for the 360 heater cooler. Welcome! It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five. 877 973 7425. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. They can help your business grow. If you need to uh, build a building, buy a building, buy a franchise, expand a franchise, reach out to them. Firstlibertyga.com. Firstlibertyga.com. Bob, I'm going to go to you. Welcome.
0: Good afternoon, Eric. It's always nice talking with you. you You're too. very informative. You leave the subject I call about before I get to talk to you about it, and I forget what the heck it is. Uh, This time I didn't. Yeah, okay. There you Uh, go. Tuberville, he set a precedent um, that I think the Republicans should adhere to. The Democrats seem to rely on the, the Republicans' caving, such as on the budget. If I understand it right, they're going to do selected, continued resolutions critical items but hold their line on the budget and and i would say that the republicans should do that if that's the strategy until the democrats realize they got to take action they can't sit there and say we're the we're the good guys and republicans are the bad guys
1: yeah, look, I I, I think it's going to be interesting with the budget fight, how it comes down to that, you know, both sides are trying to jam each other. And it, Tuberville shows that the GOP can hold the line and get some concessions from the Democrats. And the Republican leaders are already talking themselves out of trying to get any concessions, which is kind of insane. But this happens every every time they do this. Um, the Republicans tend to talk themselves out of victory. Uh, Victoria Spratz, who is an outgoing member of Congress, says she expects Kevin McCarthy to have to fight now, uh, and not just fight, but also f- win. And She's tired of him um, making promises and then knowing going in he can't deliver. There's some real frustration. In fact, when we come back, I want to spend some time on this very issue, Bob. Thank you for the phone call um, on how Republicans can potentially win and fight. Uh, right now, though, I, I, I got to tell you, um, I'm going to Pat myself slightly on the back. I'm getting an award tonight. I so I'm actually in the city. I, I'm I'm not in my studio at home. Um, the Conservative Policy Leadership Institute in Georgia has decided they wanted to give me a principles award for for holding to my principles. They spun out of the the Coverdale Leadership Institute in Georgia and. They said, could you come up? We want to give you an award. I'm not a big awards guy. And I just, I I want to say something to you all. I'm now in my mid-40s, later mid-40s. When I was younger, I knew a bunch of people who got these 40 under 40 awards. And it always kind of frustrated me because I'd see these people that I knew well getting 40 under 40 awards. No one ever gave me a 40 under 40 award. I was never on a 40 under 40 list. Never even been on a 50 under 50 list let alone a 30 under 30 list. And I but I knew people who did and I just thought why is this person getting this award? Because I know what I had done. And I'm I'm not a great salesman. This is the thing that kills me, trying to grow my radio show the amount of like self-promotion I, I hate to do it. The work should speak for itself. But you got to you got to call them and say, "Hey, did you know what my ratings are? blah blah blah. Don't you want to put me on all that sort of stuff?" But you know, I I it always frustrated me that all these people getting the, these these awards for young, and it, I finally realized it wasn't what you did with your life. It was who you knew. I mean, they're, they're given awards because these people are all – they're they're good networkers, and they get these awards, and it always kind of frustrated me until I realized what was going on here. It really, really wasn't their accomplishments. It was who they knew and the circles they ran in. And now suddenly I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm getting this, this award tonight for st- – standing for my principles, I was like, ah, am I old enough to get something like this? (laughs) I went from thinking I want it to now. I was like, ah, does this mean I'm old? It's the craziest thing. Like my kid the other day saw a car. It was one of those old Lincoln LTDs. You know, the ugly old Lincoln LTDs from like the the late 80s, early 90s, the big stories, She's like, look at that car. That's awesome. I was like, that was an ugly car when I was a kid. And he said the words that stab a knife right into the heart of any parent. It's a classic. I guess that means I'm classic now. I'm older than that car. That's depressing. How do you get old? My daughter is going to graduate from high school this year. How did I get this age? I don't know, but you know the cool thing about being in my 40s is I can still hang out all night with my friends and stay up, but now I've got the money that my young friends don't have so I can have more fun than them.